Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Claims of a five-day ceasefire in the Middle East are quickly refuted by Israel and the White House as the UN describes the Al-Shifa hospital in Gaza as a death zone. Is the net finally closing in on one of the world's most dangerous international crime gangs? Plus, a UK jazz singer finds herself with a new legion of fans at the age of 82, thanks to Canadian rapper Drake. I'm Jenny Barsby and The World in 10 brings you the big news stories of the day, explained and analysed by The Times of London. We start with the latest on the war in the Middle East. We've got reports in the Washington Post that Israel and Hamas are close to agreement on a deal brokered by the United States that would free dozens of women and children held hostage in Gaza in exchange for a five-day pause in fighting. Now, it's not like we've not heard these sorts of claims before, but both Israel's Prime Minister and the White House have quickly refuted the claim, saying no deal has been reached. Tal Schneider is a political correspondent in Tel Aviv and told us the chance chances of reaching any deal with Hamas are slim. One of the things that we know, this is a terror organization. It's not like someone you can negotiate with on a, on a clear head and, and think things are going to according to promises. Part of that supposed deal is a pause uh, for five days. But I have to tell you, we've been with Hamas uh, experiencing those type of poses or ceasefires, internationally uh, recognized uh, ceasefires for years. And every time on a ceasefire, in the past, they abducted soldiers during ceasefire. They shot rockets into Israel during ceasefires. The other main story coming out of the Middle East today concerns the Al-Shifa hospital, Gaza's largest. You'll remember Israeli troops began an offensive in the hospital grounds earlier this week. They believe Hamas terrorists use it as one of their main bases. Well, members of the World Health Organization have now gained access to the complex, which they describe as a death zone, with signs of shelling and gunfire. They also say they found a mass grave at the hospital's entrance. Lieutenant Colonel Peter Lerner of the Israeli Defence Force has given us his response. There was a war ongoing before the IDF arrived at the hospital, so we don't know when when these bodies are from. It's definitely not from the IDF operation, because as the IDF came into the hospital, there were no shots fired. Five terrorists were killed in the engagement before entering the hospital, But in the hospital, in the hospital compound, there was no shots fired by our forces. Of course, the situation in the hospital, I'm not sugarcoating it in any way. It's a dire situation. It is a war zone. For weeks, we've been telling uh, the WHO 
and the administration that they need to evacuate the hospital. We're also hearing today that 31 premature babies have been evacuated from the Al-Shifa hospital to the south of Gaza in preparation for their transfer to the Emirates Hospital in Rafah. They're considered to be the world's most dangerous international crime gang on a par with the Italian Mafia and with links to the Iranian intelligence service. But is the net closing in on the Kinahan clan? Well, last April, President Biden's administration offered a $15 million reward for information leading to the arrest of founder Christopher Christie Kinahan and his two adult sons, Daniel and Christopher Jr., who currently live in the United Arab Emirates. In this week's Sunday Times magazine, John Mooney, who's investigated the Kinahan clan for more than a decade, has written about their rise and the efforts to bring them to justice. The World in 10 caught up with John and he told us more about Christie Kinahan. He's not yet average. Godfather type. He's involved in the international aviation trade. He's involved in importing huge quantities of cocaine into Europe. But he also is involved in money laundering and facilitating the illicit transfer of funds across the world for all sorts of criminal organizations and terrorist organizations. So the profile of him that is already out there, I think, is is very understated. I think this is a very complex man. He's a very intelligent man. And that's not something that you come across that often in when you investigate organised crime gangs. But while Christy Kinahan has always lived by the rule that true power rests in the shadows, few outsiders in a circle have even heard his voice. His eldest son, Daniel, has chosen to ignore those rules. In 2010, he became involved in the world of professional boxing, within years becoming one of the most influential figures in the sport, brokering fights for the likes of heavyweight champion Tyson Fury. He drew a lot of attention on himself because of that. I think his father would have been far too clever and true to make that mistake. But Daniel Kinahan embraced publicity. He embraced the notoriety that came along with being involved in crime, but also professional sports. But that was something that ultimately was his undoing, because whilst unlike his father, he could not foresee that governments and policing agencies and civil bodies would simply just stand back and allow this guy who's involved in every description of crime to become someone that was so successful and a figurehead within the world of professional boxing. Efforts to bring down the Kinahans, who are now in hiding, are currently targeting those who manage the family's wealth, reported to be at least €1 billion. Euro. Meanwhile, the family are directing their operations from Dubai, and for now, as John puts it, the world's most wanted family appears untouchable. more analysis and reporting from the Times of London, you can, of course, take out a digital subscription. On today's website, we'd recommend a piece by James Salmon, who's in Perth, reporting on how the humble koala is being used by the right-wingers in their anti-green fight. Now, if, like me, you're thinking, hang on a minute, surely you mean the pro-green fight? Well, you would be wrong. The cute little bear is actually at risk by renewable energy projects, which are being fast-tracked by Labour's state and federal governments. How? We'll have a read of James' article, which has all the sometimes quite harrowing details.
Now to a fascinating story of how one of the UK's most important jazz singers has found a new army of fans at the age of 82, thanks to Canadian rapper Drake, who has sampled one of her songs. The single IDGAF, I'm not going to tell you what that stands for, features the 1977 jazz song The Tunnel, which was co-written and sung by Norma Winston. Let's have a listen. Sadly, we can't play more than that as it gets a little bit sweary. Well, my colleague Amy Gill was able to sit down with Norma to talk about the song. Norma, it's such a pleasure to have you on The World in 10. Firstly, I have to ask, what was it like when Drake's people told you they were sampling your work? I'd heard the name Drake, but I didn't really know who he was. (laughs) So I thought, well, the tunnel, yeah, that's that's interesting. Okay, and they said they would Zoom and, and play it to me. And then, of course, I, I mentioned it to people. <laughs> My older son, for one, said, oh, this t- Drake wants to use some of the tunnel. And he said, what? He's mega. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And what has the reaction been since, both within the jazz world and the wider context? A lot of jazz musicians that have been in touch have just said, oh, it's fantastic to, to think that after all this time, people would be hearing some of that track, you know, that, that unlikely people will be hearing some of your music from 46 years ago um, and other people that really don't know much about what I've ever done. They're just thrilled. And finally, what is your opinion of the track? I could hear that he hadn't really done anything that, that we hadn't done, except he, there is, a, there is a, um, an edit where it jumps to the trumpet, which sounds a bit strange but of course I know the original so I suppose it would sound strange to me and the rest the rest of what he does well you know it's rhythmic and it's as I say he does use other things that are are other elements of music around it thank you again so much for joining us Norma It had it all. Kylie, Keith Urban, drivers on moving plinths, exploding manhole covers and ticket holders turfed out of fan zones. But the general consensus seems to be that the Las Vegas Grand Prix was a success. Even the winner, Max Verstappen, went from saying he felt like a clown during the opening ceremony to donning an Elvis race suit, I kid you not, and singing Viva Las Vegas over the radio as he reached the chequered flag, waved by none other than singer Justin Bieber. Charles Leclerc took second, saying afterwards he really enjoyed it, describing the energy around the city as incredible. And even with all the teething problems, fears the street circuit would be boring and a class lawsuit by 35,000 disgruntled fans, writing in the Sunday Times, motor racing correspondent Rebecca Clancy concluded, when it mattered on race day, it finally lived up to the hype. Thanks for your time today. The top world stories in 10 with the Times of London. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 